<laughs> right. I thought about that, then I was like, oh, no, actually. Just kidding. Hadn't hit record yet. <clears throat> now it's very awkward. Yeah. Does Why? somebody say something? Do we just start it? Do we wait? Dude, let's take Do our we... time. We, you know, we don't need to jump into anything, man. I mean, I feel like we've come this far. Like, people are a ride or die. Well, we can always point. edit this part out. <clears throat> That's true. Or just I leave never it do, in. by the way. Anymore. Right? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I trimmed up an intro, guys, if I'm being honest. Dude, I forgot we got a, uh, a, an email at 1030 at night from Pullman. Oh, nice. Wow. That'll yeah. be exciting. It's exactly what you would expect. Good. Yeah, it's Good. Day, you are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted, star, the uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two sixty one. What's up, it's your boy the Ted Smith. I'll be a host of this here podcast, Grace Podcast, at all the land, all the land. Uh, to the left of me, as he always is, or maybe to the right of me, cracking a fresh beer. Hey, goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Yeah, boy. Shows of the podcast surging today as downloads continues to ri- <laughs> continue to rise in the Indian subcontinent. Analysts point to the rise of Bollywood Smith as the cultural zeitgeist driving the spike. The longtime Seattle funny man was seen canoodling pitch side with singer Mundai Arisha at the T20 final, indicating he could be about to release another Bollywood blockbuster. Sentiment is bullish heading into the summer. Will Ted Smith remain an alley cat or is he positioned to be the next slumdog millionaire? Wow. Anticipation. Big all right, guy. yeah. Back there on the wheels of steel, get the studio all set up. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Woo! Making moves. Yeah. The boys I, are making moves. I had a great weekend. I'm already pumped up. But man, that gets me even more fired up. The pumped up kicks, baby. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about cricket, gold chains. It's a lifestyle. Dude, I overcommitted on a cricket conversation, actually, at the popcorn shop. Did, Did we even you? talk about this already? Mm, I think so. Indian dude came in. I, I it happened twice. Once Indian dude came in, I was like, "Hey man, um, do, do you like cricket?" Like I feel a little bit racist doing it, but I knew he liked cricket. He knew that, like I knew he wanted to talk about it, so I mentioned it. He was like, "Yeah, we had a good cricket conversation, right?" So confidence is high. Week later, same scenario, two Indian guys, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, you know, just killing time." I'm like, "You guys, uh, you guys watch cricket?" And they're like, oh, yeah, man, da 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 It's just rattling off facts. And like, they're like, oh, who's your favorite player? What team? What, what sub-league was he in? How, what system did he come up through? And I'm just like, man, you got, like, all right. I, you know what? I, I, tried to, <laughs> I, I tried to walk the walk. Failed horribly. I can only talk the talk. You guys want some popcorn? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the IPL, like, I was full in, right? But then I just found out from a guy on my public team, Alok, he's like, what do you, I was like, so like, international matches are super long, right? He's like, those are test matches, but then there's ODIs. So, like, the World Cup is an ODI. That's 40 overs. As opposed to, like, T20, which is the Indian Premier League, mm-hmm. and then test matches, what are 100 overs. Okay. Yeah, ODI and T20 is my... I couldn't do a test match. Yeah. And some of those, like, sometimes, man, like, especially if there's in certain states in India, like, you can't even drink or nothing. I mean... Oh. Can you imagine being in a sporting event for just hours on end? Like, not a beer... Dude, when, I mean, you, when, yeah. when you think of <laughs> India, you think of there being a lot of nature, right? Up north. Okay, fair. Yeah, see, I kind of always just thought of it as a place where they were pretty in touch with nature. Oh, no, Mumbai is like one of the like crowdedest cities in the world. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's pretty crazy there. I also hear Ram Dass talk about it like it's some magical place where everyone's just like meditating and getting in touch with their deepest self. And But then I've talked to some Indian clients and, you know, I started asking about yoga and meditation and stuff because like most of what I've heard from India is like, Ram Dass, Duncan Trussell, I think Pete Holmes talks about it a little bit. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I've been trying to get into meditation. And they're like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I'm from the city. Yeah, I mean, that's so, always one of those things, right? Like, it just depends on where you live. Right. I mean, like, most people live in Seattle. You know, you live here for your whole life. And you're probably not going to see a bear. But, like, it's not that insane to, like, you know somebody outside the city who's seen one. Yeah. And if you live in the city, I feel like there's a non-zero chance you've caught a fish in your life. Really? If you live in the city? Have you caught a fish? Yes, sir. Matt, have you ever caught a fish? Not exactly. Like those like pond things where they let you fish because they put a bunch of fish in. I did that in Lake Tahoe once, but I've never caught a fish in the wild. 
I suppose I would take that as a yes, but uh, I'm right. also caught a fish. I don't know. I feel like most people listening have caught a fish. Yeah, but I feel like city people fish. You just got to go to terrible fishing spots, like he's saying. Like in Maryland, you got to go to like a warm little pond. There's probably like turtles and snakes in it. And then you're just trying oh. to catch like a bluegill. Yeah. Wait, so what, what's either of our points in this? Where are we going here? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So You just India. gave me that look like, what's your, what's your point? I'm like, I, I got nothing. So um, what are we saying? India, right? Oh, yeah. So I was running this morning and there was this guy who was taking photos of the flowers <clears throat> in a volunteer park. And he was just super hyped on it. He was like, man, I love, he was like, you white people love nature so much. And I was just like, what? And he was like, he was a super Indian guy. And he was like, you white people, you have such a love for nature. And I was like, all right. I was like, if you want really good flowers, man, you should go to the Arboretum. It's killer. Uh-huh. I was like, there's also a giant greenhouse down there, like, you know, uh, 200 I he yards. Was just going to slow it down the world. and be like, you white people love nature. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just was a very bizarre interaction. And I was like, hmm, I kind of thought of India as being a place where they were very in touch with nature. So, yeah, but I will say that is a big white person thing. Nature? Yeah, just like the obsession with going to little nature places and doing this or that, or just like the pumpkin patch. And yeah, I feel like the Christmas tree the pumpkin lot, patch is a couple's thing. It is, but I feel like <laughs> Christmas tree lots are everybody, right? But there's like Christmas tree lots in the city. Like, I don't know. I never really met a ton of pumpkin patch people until I moved out here. And a girls in rain boots thing. Yeah, maybe that's a more of a Northwest thing. Pumpkin patch. Yeah, I could see that. Going to the pumpkin patch. I don't know. I guess there's a lot of places pumpkins probably don't grow. Yeah. I mean, they grow on the eastern shore. But, I mean, I went to a pumpkin patch one. <laughs> Sorry. I, the more I say pumpkin patch, I'm just like, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, I went to one, but it was, like, on the eastern shore. And, like, my mom and, like, my buddy Rich, like, we had to, like, drive there. Like, it took us, like, an hour and a half to get there. As opposed to I don't te- know, teleporting like- there. <laughs> No, but I just feel like in 35, 40 minutes, I can be in a pumpkin patch out here. Yeah, we are close to farmland here for sure, all the valleys and stuff. Speaking of, nice to get a little rain in California. I know it's off topic, but it's nice that all their reservoirs is never finally full again. Yeah, we're going to be dying up here. Oh, yeah, we're getting a big fire. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. My hope is that the last one will help us with this one. Yeah, like it's raining today a little bit in like the last couple days, but like after this week, like Thursday, like it's going to be dry. We're like, we're going to be in summer for three full months. Which, if you listen to this and you're not from Seattle, sounds like I'm being extreme. But it's just like, dude, we're going to have three full months of summer. It's supposed to be a long, dry summer is what I heard like eight months ago, probably from you. So yeah, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, because when it was snowing, some people were taking the time to look at the projections in the long-term model. (laughs) So just trust me, Matt. Hear me out on this. Because you're going to hear a bunch of people be like, what about in February when we got all that snow? Like, right. But that was the only basic moisture we got. We're like those two storms. Mm. The snowpack is, is lean. It like, was a dry winter outside of those. Right. And then this spring, right? It's been unbelievable. Yeah. Spring has felt like summer. Yeah. Bro, I can't even spell Doppler anymore. <laughs> That's how dry it's been. Well, Do they have the Doppler radar everywhere? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if, that, if the name was the actual name of the radar. I think it's the Doppler radar. Right. It's just got to be Doppler, right? Because for a while we had Henry Wappler. And so I was. Because it rhymed with Doppler. I wasn't sure if. You know. The Wappler Doppler. Yeah. I know that's very funny to me still to this day. <laughs> that was like a real thing. Who's Henry Wappler? <laughs> the guy who ran the fucking Doppler, man. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I mean, I'm going to need you to pay attention today, dog. No, I just. It's a I, serious I, podcast we're having. I kind of picked that up, but Jesus. I never heard the name. I was just that, that out of touch with the weather stuff, which is weird because Ted's my, one of my best friends. You got to keep me sharp, bro. All right, but Wappler, I think he worked in town for a while, but I think he was off the air by the time I got here. So he's a Seattle guy. Yeah. Yeah, but, he certainly was growing up. Okay. It's also I mean, like- It's not the legend, Steve Poole, but- Right. And Kyle, this is your theory, right? About being the, the weatherman? The ultimate. Yeah. It's the ultimate level of fame. It is. Because I mean, even to this day, like I can remember weather, weather, weatherman in DC. Yeah. And the thing is, okay, so what I've always said for people, I've probably shared on the cast before, but to be a local weatherman is the ultimate level of celebrity because you can walk into a bar and- People will know you're there, but they don't really have any, like, ill will towards you. Maybe somebody will buy you a drink. Like, oh, Steve Poole at the end of the bar. All right, man, let me get him a drink. Hey, Steve, here's a drink. You know what I mean? You're kind of, like, minor famous, but you don't have to deal with any of the downsides of any of the fames. Like, you can go to any other city in America. Nobody has any idea who you are. Go on vacation. Be yourself. You can still go to grocery stores and stuff like that, but you get, like, little special perks. 
So it's a nice like right in between where like <clears throat> you think about someone like Oprah, Justin Timberlake. These people can't go out in public. LeBron James. He can't go to the corner store. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be smoking weed out on the corner like <laughs> guys like you and I can, Ted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some serious, serious downsides that people don't think about. I mean you think about someone like Kylie Jenner. Like it's just oppressive the amount of people who try to get that. I think of some of the old Michael Jackson footage. That's what I think of when he would like tour through Asia. Asia. Or like Princess Diana. I mean he almost died because the crowds were just pushing so hard in to try to get into his limo. You know what I mean? Like it was insanity. There's one clip that I think of and it's him running full clip with about 45 of these armed guards that are all in uniforms and they're in a in a V shape, like a power V and he's in the middle and they're just trucking people left and right. Everyone's running full out and they're just maintaining this like little bubble around MJ and MJ looks terrified and they just boom, boom, boom right into the arena and they probably mowed down 200 people I don't know like it was chaos and that was everywhere that guy went that would be a nightmare of a life like I remember watching like TRL back in the day <clears throat> Total Request Live yeah. yeah and like the boy band stuff and, like when they were in like South America and everything I can't remember if it was uh, Sync or uh, Backstreet Boys but they were just like 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 people are like rocking and they're like this is the part that's kind of scary yeah when I've heard, so I know a guy who works with uh, Pearl Jam, and he said that South America has the best crowds. And we got on that subject because I had watched a U2 um, in IMAX, and it was them uh, for a Venezuela or Argentina show. And the crowd was just, I mean, fanatical, like just almost un- uncontrollable. And so, yeah, apparently the crowds down there just turn up, man. It's just wild. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if it's 20 people turning up, like, dope but if it's a hundred thousand people you know and ten percent of those are truly crazy and want your autograph and whatever like dude you're fighting for your life yeah it's and terrible. some of their festivals are just massive yeah yeah but imagine like you can't leak any public information like people are always trying to get to you via people who know you and whatever else like i, I don't know man they're always trying to like monetize that relationship or like get something or be seen to be friends with you or i don't know it just seems like real terrible li- world to live in Personally. All right. So that was going to say, what do you think about like crowds that big? Does that seem like fun? Like, oh man, it must be awesome. Let's go mix it up. Or is like, that's too much. I think it'd be fun to play for a crowd like that. I think it would be terrifying having that number of people trying to get a photo of you in your hotel hotel room. No, 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 no. I'm just asking you. Like, would you be interested in buying a ticket to go see a a show in Rio with a crowd that big? I love wild like that. Sorry. No worries. Am I at two already? Yeah. Yeah. I think you did the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a lot of people. So but I go to a lot of crowded swear, stuff. Balance me out. Yeah, it seems like a lot of fucking people. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You couldn't do it? I don't know. I say that. I'd go. You say you were at, dude, I've seen you at massive shows. Yeah. You'd be in there, you'd be hanging towards the back, like, you know, smoking a little spliff. And you're like, oh, yeah, man. Good crowd. A lot of hot chicks here. South America, who knew? Right. And you like a lot right. of Latinos. Right. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. You know they speak Portuguese down here, bro? Yeah, I thought it was going to be Spanish. How about that skin, though? Nice. Tan. Athletic. I do I do love that dark skin. Yeah, big booties, too. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you do well down there. Persians. Persians. Mm. It's not bad. Yeah, Persians. I don't really know a lot of Persian women. I can only think of... I, are Persians like this? Could be offensive, but are Persians like redheads? Where like when they're hot, they're really hot, but most of them aren't that attractive. I mean, yes. I don't know. I just feel like the Kardashians kind of put Persians on the map, Fair. right? But then if you travel some too, or like, I don't know. Like even watching Rick Steves, like when he was in Palestine, I was like, like that skin tone is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really like um, feminine, like supple features, or like rounded features. I don't know, like in the face and stuff. Soft features. That's what I was looking for. But I always say the same thing about like you know, over guessing what you think people are going to look like. When my buddy Weave got married. I just I, I remember where I was like, dude, I, I thought their family was Cuban. He's like, yeah, they're Cuban. I'm like they're pastier than I am. He's like, yeah, man. There's a lot more Cubans than just like. I guess I expected like you know, just like a dark like Latino dude. Yeah. With a gold necklace, kind of sweating, chopping yeah. it up. Yeah. Still love that Cuban shirt, though. You never know what I'm going to have in those pockets. 
All right. So we were talking earlier about uh, summer a little bit, and then we were like, oh, maybe we'll talk about the river float. Will it happen? Will it not? But, Cobb, you touched on a subject that I want to get back to, the one-piece bathing suit. I'm very happy it's back. You're very happy it's back? Okay, yeah. See, so I that, think that was the first look. question. Is it back? And then, yeah, okay. You think it's, tell me more. Sell me, because I'm... I mean, I feel like we're just used to bikinis and stuff, but, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just being a kid and liking Baywatch that much. Like, I, I feel like one pieces are kind of, like, I feel like they're well, hot. Matt? I mean, it also depends on the cut. Yeah. I, uh, I hold one pieces near and dear to my heart. When I was uh, going through puberty, we, I lived in Manhattan Beach, and we did what was called junior lifeguards. And so all the, everyone from middle school went down to the beach, and, like, we did a junior lifeguard, like, camp class, like, well, like, basically all summer, like, a month of summer. God, that sounds summer. so much cooler than my junior high. And so there was, it wasn't part of the school, but, like, you know, it's a separate thing that everybody does during summer vacation, basically. Every, all the people that go to the beach, which includes all the hot chicks from middle school. Wow. In navy blue one pieces. Wow. And some of Did those you have images. To, like, tape it to your just, leg? Huh? You heard me. Well, no, no I dude. Didn't. I mean, that's. <laughs> I said, did you have to like tape it to your leg? <laughs> that's part of my problem too. Like, I remember like people being like, like girls that were like my age, or, like the pool or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not allowed to wear like a bikini, but it was just like I think there you you look so hot. <laughs> the I can still see all of your legs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Cobb, your thoughts? Two piece, one piece. All right. Here's the thing. For me, a one piece. I just think of swim team, which like ah. Uh. It just, it was not a flattering look, and they were not necessarily the most flattering women to have it on. For me, like, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm a bikini man, for sure. Like, for sure. The one pieces, I don't know, I don't know how they, if you had asked me 10 years ago if one piece would come back, I would say we're never going to see it again. Never going to see it again. Two, like, we've moved on, we've moved beyond the one piece. Now it seems everywhere, but for whatever reason, we are getting the one piece thong, which, That's what I was going to bring you know, up. I'm just saying the, the somewhat. The, why would you want to see less? That's what I'm not understanding out of you guys. I didn't. I just said they hold a special place in my heart because junior lifeguards. I think I still prefer bikinis. I think sometimes though I see people in bikinis. It's like you're wearing a bikini, but I'm seeing way more than I want. There's That's plenty fair. Of that. That's fair. And I will say that in terms of covering up, like in terms of why would you want to see less? I will say sometimes it's more attractive to see a woman in her underwear than fully naked. Depending on the situation. Yep. Agree, disagree. Agree. I mean, that's why lingerie is a thing. Yeah. Right? right? So to me, like, I think the one piece is attractive. Now, granted, we're talking different kinds of cuts here, but. Would you take a one piece over a bikini? Same woman. Does she look better in a one piece or bikini? Is it my kind of woman or your kind of woman? Oh, wow. See? <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's your kind. Yeah. Then put her in the one piece. I think it'll look nice. Now, see, you. Right, we okay. differ a little bit on a taste of woman. I feel like for you, the, the two piece is going to be rock hard. That's fair. Yeah. All right, dude, you know what? You might be onto something. Yeah, the one piece. Never thought I'd see the day. How about those giant, like, um, sort like I mean, fashion, I feel like it's taking a turn. The chunky white shoes that chicks all wear now. I haven't seen them. You mentioned them briefly. Literally like, every dude, girl on seen Instagram. It. Right. Everybody wears them all the time. <clears throat> Super chunky. They look like Fila's, like old school Fila's. Or like K-Swiss. Yes. They look like the chunky K-Swiss from when I was in middle school. Yeah, and I don't uh-huh. understand how, like, I, I think it's fine. I'm, it just amazes me, like, I think a lot of chicks would look hot in, like, some really cool shoes, like Air Maxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, I feel like the basic chicks just wear those white shoes, and it's like, these are my tennis shoes. Like, well, you could, yeah. like, I don't think it's, like, tennis shoes have come along so far as, like, part of fashion. Like, you can get away with wearing tennis shoes now as a, as a woman. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, I'm not taking anything away from it. Fashion changes over time. You know, it is what it is. But just, I don't know, unexpected, I suppose. That, the sort of shorter cut pants, the high waist, I can't say I'm all about. I remember that hit Australia while I was there. I'm a low waist guy, personally. Low rise, I want to say such a Yeah, I, the high waisted stuff I never got into very much. I don't think it's flattering on anybody. I'm never yeah. like, wow. Yeah, like, you either have a good ass or you don't. And if you do, it'll still look good in the shortcut. You know, I wish man, I, you know what? I'm just in on child of the 80s, man. Ted just likes women. Right? Like, I feel like at this point, like I'm just kind of in like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like, 
Wear whatever you want, baby. Well, and we're, we're talking about this, like, you know, the way you're describing it, Ted's probably just picturing a smoking hot blonde with great curves just in all of this. And yeah. so he's just like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He's not picturing different different girls in these things. So, yeah, I think if we give Ted hypotheticals about women, he's going to paint that best case scenario and be in. Right. And I feel like, you know, like, you know, I'm a couple years older than you guys. Like, I'm like, I don't know, man. A lot of these younger chicks are wearing this or that. It's all a good look for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I suppose I should, I should couch it with this, which is like, ultimately, I feel bad for the position that women are in right now. I think like, one, obviously, there's insane media standards. And two, now it is like an overt ranking system on Instagram and Facebook, and they're all trying to live up to these ideals and whatever. Like, don't take it's a it's a f-ing entertainment podcast. <laughs> okay, just oh, you talk about ours? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely. Well, I mean, listen, okay. guys. Sorry, but like, guys are a big part of the issue too, right? Like, I was talking about this with a woman today, and I said, you know, listen, like, I know so many guys go, oh, I want a chick that doesn't wear a ton of makeup or this or that, like bullshit. <laughs> like, look at the girls you hook up with and the girls you date. Like, you know what I mean? It's okay. Like, some of those chicks are really hot, so they are high maintenance, right? Same way as like you deal with somebody like me. Like, I'm a high maintenance pain in the ass, right? <laughs> like, these things happen. But I think sometimes guys need to be a little more realistic too. Like, I think I think we kind of want this image, but then also want somebody that's not superficial. And it's like, well, we kind of got them stuck in a weird spot. Yeah, dude. And I'm reading a book that talks a little bit about that about the lies that we tell to ourselves and tell to others to justify what our actual intentions are. But the, the reason I mentioned it is just like sometimes there's ramifications, I guess, like outside of the podcast and just like there's there was there's somebody who listens and I know uh, who it is. I'm not going to say their name, but like we said something on here a couple of weeks ago and it got back to somebody that I like had been in a relationship with and it just really like hurt her feelings or like caused her mental state to not be super great. And so like, I just, just wanted to throw that piece of the puzzle out there. It's like, you know, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's three guys sitting at a pub. Yeah. I got really serious. I mean, I thought we could just talk about bathing suits and I thought they were hot. Yeah. Chicks. Ted, I mean, is it the summertime? Cobb's the like main, uh, like person that I know that pushed forward the idea of like recognizing, appreciating, and empathizing with the plight of the hot chick. Yeah, and, it's kind of like the plight of the celebrity. And it, honestly, it's, you know, people always want something from them. And I mean, in today's world, I think uh, chicks. There's a lot of chicks that are hot that don't realize how hot they are. <clears> first <throat> of all, secondly, um, you know, there is a lot of pressure to to fit into that ideal that probably annoys people that aren't, girls that aren't concerned with it, right? But in this discussion where we're talking about chicks and, you know, bikinis and one pieces and all the the different styles, we're all painting pictures of hot chicks in our heads. And so that's what the, you know, what the discussion is. But you've been very good about being like, yeah, it's a tough life. Well, they're competing against a lot of, a lot of different, I mean, just think about like a photo shoot and how many people are involved, right, to get one photo or a porn shoot or something like that. You know what I mean? They're competing with that every every day. And so. Porn shoot. Keep it simple for the man. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't, there's like, yeah, there's a a professional lighting guy and like a a professional makeup person, professional hair person, whatever. And like, you just can't maintain that. Yeah, sometimes. Not in the porn you like, I know, but. Uh, Just depends (laughs) on the mood. (laughs) (laughs) I also think. I also think somehow, like, you know what I mean? Like, Chris Rock has a whole bit on this. Like, it's kind of, like, known that, like, women will, like, uh, they will date lesser attractive dudes because they like other qualities about them. Well. Right? Like, kind of like women will settle. I would not say settle. I, I know in the looks department. But right. I'd say wi- women typically mate across and up dominance hierarchies. All right. Yeah, but right. I just mean, like, the looks department, right? I mean, that's kind of like the thing you say to everybody. Like, how did you get that chick? Blah, blah, blah. I love a good mismatch. Honestly, Montana. these guys always impress me. Montana is the, the ki- I almost swore, the land of mismatches. Just say it, <laughs> is the fucking land of mismatches. It is. Good God, if you are not a good looking guy and you want to date a smoking hot 10, Montana is the place for you. But you got to get there early. They're all married by like 20. Yeah, and you got to be tough. <laughs> yeah. You might have to punch a dude on a log in a, in a, in a river. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But God, some of those mismatches were just 
Almost. I mean, no, I, it was unbelievable. I don't even believe that was real, what we saw out there, Ted Smith. I got a question for you. Is the city of Seattle, aside from the actual temperature, getting hotter slash more attractive? I'm going to say yes, but I don't know that I'm the best example right now. Obviously, I seem to be a little fired up. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you. I think it, it we're getting is. way more attractive, well-educated women in this town. More, I think there's more attractive women, but also I think there's a lot more women from uh, – that just are more they'll they'll talk to you more yes right so with more engagement it's kind of one of those things in the summertime people look hotter so they're wearing shorts you can see skin it's also like is there hotter women or is it just more women are talking now so it's like oh yeah this is a pretty you know god how sad are we because i'm totally on board with that conversation i'm like yeah man this woman talked to me once it's great <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta be like sometimes they'll even actually talk to you. Yeah, like they're talking to us now. Does that make them hotter? Like, no, dude. There's just more people. Here's the thing, though, Ted. Maybe you got hotter. You know what I mean? You've been on this diet. You've been working out with Osiris pumping. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There's two sides of this coin. So next topic: playing up a level. (laughs) (laughs) How to date beyond (laughs) your level. No, I was going to bring up uh, playing up a level because I was up in Bellingham this past weekend. Uh, our friend, good friend of ours, Ben Dragovan, got inducted to the Western Washington Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame. Boom. That's pretty damn cool. It, w- it was a great time, man. Uh, shout out to the Archer Ale-, Ale House in Bellingham. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was also funny as it was 72 degrees, sunny skies, beautiful day. We were in a basement bar drinking and eating. Also, shout out to Sandwich Odyssey. All right. Who you are. But anyhow, we get back to the lake house. Uh, thanks, Ian, for having me over and everything. And these guys all played on college soccer teams together, right? So they're playing, I, I don't know if there's a better name for the game, but they just call it Airport Muff. I'm not saving you. Don't look at me. <laughs> You've said it, bro. All right. So right. So it starts with the, it can bounce. So you're in a tight circle. It's going to bounce once, and then you got to touch it over to the other guy. Soccer ball? Feet. Soccer ball, right? So then it's like, now there's no more bounces, and you got to do two touches in the air, send it over to somebody. So, like, I'm getting, you know, they're like, Ted, you could still have a bounce, and like, this and that. But with that said, when they first started doing it, I was like, ah, I'm not going to get involved. But then they're like, come on, like, it, it was just fun. That's what I, when I say playing up a level, like, to me, that was just a fun drinking game we were doing. I was like, ah, like, I lost, but like, still in here mixing it up with college athletes that actually know what they're doing. So did you have to stand against a wall and they kick the ball at you as hard as they could? 100%. <laughs> oh, really? You yeah. Say, oh, dude, I was joking. Jesus, oh, no. I would not want those psychopaths kicking a ball at me. It's funny. I know they, what they're doing. They all missed except Joel. And, uh, I, and I turned around every time and was like, you guys couldn't hit a PK to save your lives. Oh, God. <laughs> You're lucky one of them just didn't burn one into the center of your back, man. <laughs> well, I was bent over. It was ass or legs. There was no other options. Oh, God. Man, you're playing with fire there. Well, you know, playing up a level. Dang. Also, nice, nice uh, jumping in the lake. Then there was a hot tub. There was shuffleboard later. Ooh. Talked a lot of S. Lost. Dude, speaking of playing up a level, it does feel amazing when you know you're with a girl who's too attractive for you. Yeah. It's happened to me twice when I was, like, legit, like, with them at the at the venue, not just, like, they were part of our group or whatever. And, like, both times, man, it just, like, it feels awesome when you see guys like visual be like, what the, f-? like, how is it? You know what I mean? And you're just like, yes. I don't know. It's a great feeling. Has yeah. that ever happened to you guys? I, I, yeah. Well, once it kind of happened to me, a proxy to you. Okay. Because you showed up, right? And I was like, oh yeah, she's cool or whatever. And then it was like, like an hour later, you were there, Matt. Like, like, I was separate from you and this girl, and everybody's like, oh, my God, did you see how hot she was? And I was like, oh, yeah, she was pretty hot. <laughs> but when I saw her, we were just BSing about, like, getting a drink or something, so it hadn't really dawned on me. And then like, it was just funny when it separated. So you're right. Like, even I was impressed. Like, damn, good for him. Nice. I will say that uh, that one girl, uh, we, we, we met her at a festival. She went to Burning Man. We hung out for, like, a month. She's much taller than I am. Yeah. Right. Like that was one of the funner ones because every time I, I've told the story, but every time I'd come back from the bathroom, there'd be some dude talking to her. Yeah. Right. Uh, and she towered over me. She would still wear heels. And I would just kind of put my arm around her. And, they, and I remember one guy just went, No. He said that? Uh, yeah. He was like, so much yeah, he was just face. like, No. God. Like, right? Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. I, wow. Yeah. That's, 
I mean, I've gotten the looks of disgust and hatred. I've never gotten the... I mean, in his defense, it was like 11.30 on a Friday. Like, everybody was feeling no pain. I, like, I don't think he meant to be that disrespectful. He just kind of went, no. I take it as a sign of respect. Dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't like, take it disrespectful cool. at all. I, was like, I all felt right. awesome anytime somebody was like, he's out of his league. He's like, yeah, dude, I yeah. know. Right? Like, well, nobody's lying here. the fences out here, bro. I mean, I grew up fishing in ponds. <laughs> Catching little bluegills. It's doing the best I can. Out here at the Marlins now, baby. <laughs> oh man uh, yeah but it, it is funny on Sunday I had pub league and I was like my touch is so good I was playing little oh, nice right I was playing games till midnight yeah you get that goal no okay we're getting closer Matt yeah I had two shots on frame in the in the second game two shots on frame yeah nice Keeper had to dude. stop two of them so I'm like I'm, I'm getting there I'm also officially I'm pretty sure the center mid now uh, that's why my quad again. I was, I was yesterday was a rough day. I was chasing one. You know, like when you take four hard steps and then you kind of slow up because you're like, that's too far. And then I hear, get that ball, Ted. <laughs> so then I fired her back up and Cobb. I mean, I like stomp it right on the like the line and like tip it back in. And then nice. I'm just like, <sighs> and like by the time I, I yeah, by the time I dribbled over to the keeper, like the defenders had come back. Yeah, you didn't have anything left. Yeah, that's all right. Dude, but I nice. got that ball. Nice man. Yeah, so I'm getting closer. There was a couple. I had a couple of nice like things, and uh, and the team. I mean, I don't be this person, but the team's coming together. We had the full squad there last Sunday. Uh, you know, just like like the second goal, which I wasn't even a part part of in the first game. Like Tracy nutmeg to do, just kind of like in step, and it was just like we're actually playing soccer now, as opposed to just being people learning. Nice, yeah, dude. I, I, I'm sure you're getting advice from all angles. The only thing I would say is, as a center mid. It's all about assists and second assists. Yeah. Your I've, goals will come. Yeah, the goal's going to come just but assists slop. second assists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, slop. Dude, that's actually what I love is those goals. I always would hang out like right outside the 18, and like when the ball goes in, like there's a scramble, and a lot of times it'll just trickle back out. Boom, Send baby. It. Yeah. Yeah. Send it. Uh, what's the other thing, too? I did like my coach. He goes, I don't think you're doing this on purpose, but you kind of mistakenly take up space very well on defense in the center. Good. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really sure where to go. He's like, no, no. He's like, keep doing that. Like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, man. I was like, I wasn't planning on it. I was like, it makes right. us, they have to like guide around you, you know? Yeah. Go, go flying hellfish. So when are we getting the invite to the game? You know what? I'll tell you. All fair. All right. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Should we say it on here? It's just I'm not very good, so I'm getting comfortable enough to invite you guys, and pretty soon it's going to be very close to Matt's house. Well, dude, you know if we say it on here, I'm going to start a sideline chant. Flying hellfish. <laughs> you know what? Give me a week or two, but I'll tell you off there. Okay. Sorry, man. I'm just kind of embarrassed about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there, dude. I'm Rome just... wasn't built in a day. I get yeah. it, man. But literally, we were we were drinking at Rookies afterwards. Shout out to Rookies, by the way. You guys been there? No, never heard of it. Uh, down in the Central District. Is that where the pros go? Park. <laughs> it's a great little sports bar. Buffalo Shrimp. Trust me. <laughs> Buffalo Shrimp. Rookies. What area is it in? Central District. Oh, the CD? Okay. Yeah, because we were playing at Genesee. Oh, yeah, okay. Then we go over there. And it's funny. We walk in. There's like 20 people in soccer jerseys. And then there's like... Like two tables of softball guys. Like Sunday Beer League. Everybody's in here. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, I've spent some time in Othello. Not really much in Genesee. All right. Emails? Oh, yeah. Dude. Yes. Forgot that we do that here. Um, all right. We, man, really tough to tell what I've read on here. Um, okay. Boy, do I have a, a great... D- Wow. <clears throat> We're going to start over. <laughs> Boy, do I have a great dumb story for a scar. I was about 12 to 13 years old. We have a new neighbor, and he's going through the old shed that the previous person left. He had a really dope basketball net. The type. Oh, we did this one. Fill the cement. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dude, I played a game of tip-in this weekend, too. That was fun. How's that T- work? Tip-in, like... So if the three of us were playing, like I'm first, you're second, Cobb's third. So like I shoot the basketball, then the rebound, you can let it bounce, and then you got to be up in the air and try to put it back. Okay. So that's uh, okay. I was thinking soccer. Yeah, I think I remember my bad. that. Switch to basketball. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. We did the one about the guy jumping over a fire on his bike, getting burned. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, he fell in. He fell in tough. Sub dogs. So Cobb. Uh, <clears throat> so Cobb asked us to share our scars, and I have a few too many, commas. Uh, my first was my chickenpox scar I got when I was around one or two. I would itch so bad that I just put my forehead on the ground. I would start running and apparently ripped a chickenpox right out of my head. Blood everywhere, which left me with a lifelong crater-shaped pea-sized hole in my forehead. Graphic. Uh, then at 10, I was roller skating and completely spun my foot around, breaking my ankle, tibia, and fibia. Oh, God. I had a... <laughs> That's ruthless, dude. Sorry. I had a pin put in to hold it all together while it healed and eventually had the pin removed, so I have that scar, and it's about four inches. Next at 18, I broke my arm wrestling in the district finals. I weighed 189 and wrestled in the 215 weight class. I had beaten this guy on his turf of his senior night a month earlier, so he was looking for revenge. He got me in a bear hug, slammed me onto the mat, and as my arm hit, the back of my hand kissed my elbow and my arm was shattered. They made me forfeit the match against my will, and I had to take the silver. I almost missed out on going to state. Super shitty. Uh, oh, I also missed out on going to state. I was going to say, I was like, wasn't that like two weeks later? Um, I have 13 screws and a plate on each bone uh, with two 8-inch scars on both sides of my arm. I've got an ACL scar and a falling through the window scar and much, much more. But this email is too long and I apologize for that. A toast to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Jesse, the body. I like that sign off. Uh, hello from a drunk guy in Pullman at 1030 at night. Nice. Go, go Cougs, baby. Go Cougs. <laughs> I'm new to the podcast. I've been listening to eight a day for the last three weeks. Oh, awesome. I'm almost up to recent on the streaming service I use. I'm going to have to uh, search up a new streaming site to find the full archive soon. Any suggestions? Oh, man, I don't know that they're all upstream. It depends. But if you search the podcast, there was a time where two would come up. Because we switched over our servers at some point. All of this is above our heads. This is what you get when you have a corporate-backed podcast. A lot of these podcasts are independent, and we're our corporate structure of how we posted them changed at some yeah. point beyond our control. And so for a while, there was a secondary feed that said it that had like episodes, whatever, through whatever, not the current one that, that you're on. So you can poke around for that. And I don't know if KISW.com still has all the super old ones. Man, I don't know. I'm, I, I am not the best host. Weird. I would also say Matt uses the term backed pretty loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. He's not lying. No comment. <laughs> Any suggestions? Uh, anyway, I found a picture of what I think Harry Guy uh, V. Theodore Smith looks like making food. Picture attached. I don't know if I can turn this around. I'm 24. <laughs> Jesus, dude. It's, a, oh. it's like a dude making oh. like a, a hot dog with cream cheese with the hairiest arm you have ever seen in your life. I mean, life. I'm hairy, but good Lord. That guy's a bear. It looks that's like he's covered human. in that's beer and, and bees. Yeah. That, that, oh. That's a bear. Is that his arm? No, this is what he thinks you look like. Oh. <laughs> I'm 24, and I've been listening to Men's Room since I was 16. So it's nice to hear a familiar voice with some insightful friends. I took my time to graduate, and I'm ripe to hit the job, job market in web development and user interface research. Hit me up, Microsoft. I've been serial applying. Seriously, though. Best. Drunk Eye and Pullman, a.k.a. Stem Cell Research. Drunk Eye and Pullman. Great email. It was great. If anybody works at Microsoft and you want to email us and hook this dude up with a job, I'll put the two of you together. But Drunk Eye and uh, Pullman, <clears throat> my name's Edward. <laughs> nice. Theodore was the worst chipmunk. And... I used to look like a Theodore. Probably not the most reliable job search. Oh, through here? Yeah. No. Like, if you're looking for, like, a bar job, I bet we could probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, man, we should try to. That'd be fun. Like, take one episode to try to, like, help people achieve some weird dream or something. Like, the recruiting so people episode. Send them, no, 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 because it could be, like, it could be jobs. It also could be, like, man, I've always wanted to, like, slide on my belly down an actual bar. You know what I mean? Or have a shot slid to me. Or, like, I don't know. Just like crazy desires of some other guys, like, yeah, I own three bars. Go for it, man. <laughs> you know, like, it'd be, it'd be funny to play That's matchmaker. That's not a bad call. Make some magic. You know happen. what I mean? Like, it would take two weeks, right? Because everyone writes in their dreams, one. And then the next week, people are like, I can help solve that dream. I mean, maybe just like an old school bar out in the middle of nowhere. I'm thinking specifically of that one incarnation. Uh, but like a big bar, and like, it can't be a bottle of beer. Like, they got to slide you down a mug. You catch it. That, a frosted mug. Yeah, you f***ing drink that thing. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, you know there's like, 
I don't know. I bet there's some people with some crazy fetishes out there that, that there's somebody else with the same thing or whatever. Like it just, it, it'd be a fun day. Maybe somebody, oh, that's what I was going to tell you about earlier. So there was a barbecue. I was on my run and I saw a barbecue and I was like, man. Barbecue or a cookout? No, no, no. It was physically a barbecue. Okay. The device. But it was not just any barbecue. It was like an old trashy one and it said Miller High Life on it. On the top and the front. And that's what I was about to tell you before we started the cast. I almost walked up and knocked on that dude's door and be like, look, man, I'll pay you cash right now just to give it to you for the summer to cook out. So he lives around the corner from me. I am thinking of making an approach. But anyway, pretty dope. Dude, and, I got to uh, buy a little hibachi for for this summer. Well, hold your hold horses. On. Give me a week. I'm going to try to try to make an approach on this, on this Miller High Life grill. But anyway, you know, that's my point is like he might not even – care that he has it he might be ready to get rid of it miracles happen every day so that's all i'm saying it's like all right perhaps there's some listeners out there you know who's who have the equivalent of a high life grill and somebody who is in nest, desperate need of one that's all i'm saying to you. maybe he's got we can make some dreams happen yeah he's trying to get a job at microsoft and then somebody emails in and goes i work at f5 that's what I'm i saying. got him covered as i'm saying like we could have a crappy version of like one of oprah's shows yeah <laughs> So you want a car? All right, we got you a skateboard. I, I mean... <laughs> Can you skateboard? Right. And every episode ends with like, you get... F- now, trust me, it's delicious, but you get free, uh, what was it, candied bacon from Bacon himself. Ooh, yeah. that was good. It's underneath your seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's taped I mean, to the bottom of your chair. Right, or underneath your skateboard. I know you wanted a car, but you got a skateboard, and Bacon was nice enough to make bacon for Look, you. Look, man, you wanted a girlfriend? I got you a girlfriend. She may be inflatable, but I got you that girlfriend. Right. She, right, you could have sex tonight. You want an 18% body fat? Matt got you 18% body fat. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it for emails. Oh, for I'm trying emails? to segue out of this segment. Uh, oh, yeah, right, that's those right. my, my Let's check in with Matt. Before we get to what's Matt needs. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Check out with what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out with what's happening. Well, I had a fun weekend. Um, yeah. So, my one of my absolute favorite bands of all time because I listen I listen to them so goddamn much because I listen to them in the gym almost exclusively is Hatebreed. Um, they just have an awesome sound, super aggressive. You know, great way to get your frustrations out, but it's also got super positive, uplifting, inspiring lyrics behind it. So great to lift to. I listen to them all the time. And, like, them and Pantera are, like, my two non-local bands that I'm obsessed with. Everyone else is, like, here in Seattle, and I know most of them. Uh, But Hatebreed, from Connecticut, they were coming to town, and they were playing Portland on Friday and Seattle on Saturday, and I decided I was going to go to both. And so Friday... uh, Kevin and I went down, Kevin from uh, Metal Shop and Loud Local, and we went down and saw them, and uh, they were playing at a place called the Crystal Ballroom. Have either of you been there? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Never been. Dude, it's so sick. Uh, It's a great venue. The it's like an older building and the walls, it's like cool architecture, Cobb, you would love it. Like the, the yeah, chandeliers. But also the layout is the stage is in the corner. So that just, like, opens up the floor a lot better um, huh. than the typical, like, in the front of a box room. Um, and so, but here's the thing. The floor is, like, air suspended. It's, like, the third story of a building or something. And it's this massive room. And the floor is, I think, air suspended is what she said. We got, I got uh, brought up to speed on how it works. But the floor is very bouncy. What does that even mean? The, the Like, there's not a bunch of pillars and stuff. They figured out some way... That the floor has like a natural give that keeps it suspended, and it's not a bunch of like support beams everywhere, um, and it's a big room. But like we walked in before the first band, and you could feel the floor shaking, and there wasn't even a band on stage yet, and it was like, oh god, this room's like twenty five percent full, and you don't have Jamie Josta like encouraging two separate mosh pits to get rowdy, right, or everybody to jump, whatever it was, like. So I was just like terrified. So you're in a ticking time bomb. That's what it felt like. Like, and I would just be like, "Is this how I go? Awesome. Is this how I go out? Like, okay." Um, and so I've seen a floor like that once at a, a bar called Secrets in okay. Ocean City. 
And it was like that one place was like the club part. It was like five bars and one beach bar. But like the same thing, the floor would like physically bounce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. You guys both had awesome beach childhoods. (laughs) You ever been to the Washington, Washington coast? (laughs) <laughs> There's no bikinis or one pieces. <laughs> yeah, like I'm jealous of where he grew up. But yeah, Ocean yeah. City, like yeah, Maryland Short, yeah, Washington Coast, Delaware. Washington Coast is all like polar fleece, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like there's boardwalks and stuff. And REI zip-off pants. <laughs> so you didn't die. Welcome to the Northwest. No, I made it. Um, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, in... Uh, there was, like I said, there was two separate pits. I, the one in the 21 and up area was where I was because that's where we were standing. But I realized it wasn't as crazy as the all ages one, but the people were bigger and there was spilled beer everywhere. So it was its own, like, you had your own things that you needed to worry about there. And it's still a mosh pit, but like I said, everyone's a little bigger, probably a little bit slower, and it wasn't quite as rowdy as the all ages one looked to be, but it was a ton of fun. Uh, and then after that, uh, Kevin wanted to go to church for uh, some sort of meeting, and I went to the Acropolis <laughs> and got uh, I got two LARP ons in there. So shout out to <laughs> and his friend whose name I didn't get because I was on my way to the back. Uh, and uh, that's yeah, huge. That was the wildest shit, dude. Like I'm just sitting there, you know, feeding the meter, as Ted said. Oh, and yeah. I was uh, say nice. Yeah, it, and then like, did I you get steak up, tips? Huh? No, I forgot. All right. I was hungry, but I just got distracted. A lot of distractions in there. For what? A lot of shiny things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There was probably nothing on fire. Oh, God. Go. Go. Sorry. Um, Anybody in a one piece? Nope. None of those. Um, So, yeah. And then someone comes up like, hey, man, I'm sure you're busy having a good time, but I just want to say Larpon real quick. And so, yeah, his name's... Uh, he plays, yeah, that, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he's in a band, but I don't know if he needs to be publicly, like, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, I mean, leave the first a, name a, there. Leave the first name there. There's a lot of out there. It's a gentleman establishment. It was fun. Uh, so that was, like, wild, because, like, we're not in Seattle, you know? It was just like, wow. And then uh, the next night, obviously, after that, we drove back to, to Seattle, went home, went to bed, uh, woke up. Did something, I don't even remember what, but then uh, I had to run some errands and then went to Showbox Soto for round two. Uh, and that was just equally wild. The pit was crazier. There's only one, though. Um, and so it was crazy, but I got LARP on from Generic, who we met at the at one of our parties. He he rides longboards. I follow him oh, on yeah. Instagram. He's a say, badass I- dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was. I like there. how we all know it's like Instagram handle. Yeah, he was there to check out Obituary. It was a rad show. It was Obituary, Agnostic Front, Prong, and Skeletal Remains uh, were opening up for Hatebreed. And uh, so I talked to him for a while. I think you're going to say that different. What? Like, so. Obituary. Oh, yeah. Hatebreed. <laughs> With <Yeah>. Prong. <laughs> yeah. I'd, Somebody might die. Yeah, some of the played up like. Get your tickets now. I thought you'd come now. You've loved hate me for a long time. Don't forget your Lipitor. <laughs> uh, $10 at the door. It is a 25-year anniversary. So, <laughs> And two of the other bands are celebrating their 35-year anniversaries. <laughs> Obituary, soon to be a real thing. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. they just sound very tough. And you're just they nonchalant are. like... Yeah, man, obituary, hatebreed, hatebreed, killed death. You're probably one of the more uh, positive, sunny kind of metal people I know. Yeah, I wore a bright blue bandana. I mean, I had a black shirt and gray cargoes, like, pretty par for the course, but I wore a bright blue bandana. Everyone else was just, like, all black, head to toe. Just If you were sh- full pink, does that just make you a target in the pit? I think you get a little bit of respect at a certain point. Although my bandana fell off in the pit, and I was lucky to find it and put it in my pocket. Uh, someone took a selfie with me in the pit and posted it to Facebook, and he's like, before Matt lost his bandana, I was like, I did not know you realized I lost my bandana. Like, But it was cool. I got, dude, that night, it might as well have been pain in the grass. I had so many people. I got at least two other LARP bonds, but I didn't get their names, and Generic and I have talked before, and like, just then I got uh, acknowledgement for... A lot of the different avenues that I'm involved in here at KISW, whether that's a blog or my show or this. So that's awesome. It was very rewarding the live videos and stuff that I do on the Facebook. So like people know me from all different ways through KISW, but it was a very 
fulfilling, you know, experience to weather man. Yeah, yeah, I was running around like it was it was absurd, and I also knew a ton of people that were there too. So it was just a really fun social night. And then uh, I saw our boy Steve Shannon. He oh, was nice. front row, just having a blast. He was going crazy. So that was awesome to see him out and about having a good time. Um, and yeah, that was a ton of fun that night. And then I came here afterwards to go visit Metal Shop because um, Kevin and I were hanging out the night before and I had just come from Hatebreed. I had my new shirt that I ripped the sleeves off of in there. and so Cut them or rip them? I rip them, always. And so right. Ryan, I, mean, I thought I was going to flex on you. Oh, no. Ryan, How did you keep yours so clean when you ripped them? I'd it's not his first rodeo. Yep, 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 I know. That's what I do. Look like a little, as soon as it left my, my mouth, I was Dude like, has I, hundreds of them. I sound like <laughs> the bitch. <laughs> well, how'd you rip it so clean? How'd you get it so perfect? Yeah. yeah. Not my first time, Tom. Starch. So, Tell your girl I said hello. <laughs> so Kevin and I spent maybe eight hours in a car together the day before, right? And we were talking about all sorts of stuff. And at a certain point, I mentioned my old Twitter account, which you can follow me on Instagram at the other MLK. Mm-hmm. But the other MLK used to be my Twitter account. And Kevin looked it up and saw a bunch of the wild Like, we used to reference that thing here as, like, oh, he has a secret Twitter account where he just tweets obnoxious stuff. Uh, And that was in, like, 2014, 2015 standards. It's way more PC out here in 2019. And they were, like, raunchy to, to have read back. And... Kevin was looking at him laughing. He took a couple screenshots, but then I come in to go on Metal Shop and I bust his balls about how awful his farts were at Hatebreed. And he just snaps back with, like, follow Matt on Twitter at the other MLK. And I just freaked out, deleted the account. It's gone, so I can talk about it now. Um, oh. It was a fun, wow. it was a fun, like, hilarious moment of, like, yeah, dude, this is awesome. Uh, but if yeah. I don't delete this, I'm getting fired. Yeah, like, it's on the internet. I was like, oh, I got 20 seconds before somebody hears that out there. Like, pulling out my phone. I didn't say another word the rest of the break. Just deleted it. <laughs> yeah. Good. It's gone. Uh, but yeah, there was some, Is it? Yeah. He has a couple screenshots, but it's gone. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then I just love Metal Shop dudes. Like, that was so fun to see them. Um, it's a lot of fun to go do their show. So thanks for having me, guys. Um, the next day, did my own breaks. First time ever. Nice. And I'm still here alive right now. So it worked. Um, that was cool. I went over to uh, our buddy Josh's. You changed your own breaks. I changed the pads, yes. Nice. Greased them up, changed the pads. Yep, that was it. Um, they are actually in pretty good shape once we got them off there, um, the old ones. But he was like, since you're here, we have it jacked up. You might as well just change them out. But, um, yeah, so didn't never – I'm not a car guy, you know, but Josh kind of showed me on the right wheel, you know, and kind of he led the way, but I showed me what was going on. And on the left one, he didn't even get his hands dirty. He was just, like, pointing a couple things out, you know, here and there, like, reminding. And I'd be like, do I do this? And he'd be like, yeah. He was helping Lance with his resume, like, in the garage. He's helping Lance with his resume and helping me do my own breaks, like, simultaneously. Just two different tasks that usually we would think you'd consult two different friends for. Just a renaissance man. So uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. And, like, just feels good to do, you know, learn new life skills like that, complete a project like that. And so, yeah, just felt really, like, good about myself and fulfilled um, so thanks for teaching me that, Josh. And then Sunday night, came here for Loud and Local. My boys in 10 miles wide were in studio. I saw that. a great way to end it. Isn't that picture dope? Yeah. Doesn't it look like I'm in the band? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just standing there. I never go arms crossed, tough guy look, but they just were all like in that in band picture mode. And I was like, don't do the thumbs up eating grin that you usually do, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's tough, man. When you're in a band, like, I don't know. That's one of those weird things. Like, you kind of have to look tough. Right? Because it's just like, if you smile, you just look like cheesing, dude. Yeah. And I'm usually cheesing. There's many band pictures with 10 Miles Wide where they're all just like looking into the camera like band dudes and I'm cheesing with my thumbs up. Like, yeah. And this is the one time where I was like, cross your arms, dude. So, uh, yeah, that was a ton of fun. You can see that picture at the other MLK on Instagram. On Instagram. (laughs) There's no Twitter by that handle anymore. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Uh, all right, is it about that time? Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Gentrification. 
It's a big issue these days. It is. Ted, was that you and I talking about that like a like a week or two ago about like <clears throat> black community communities getting destroyed to build like way more housing and a lot of white people moving to the city? Oh, Is yeah. That us in that conversation? Yeah. Nice. Wow. We're pretty pumped. I remembered that. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, then this will tie in nicely. Yes, we were in that conversation, and um, basically, like there used to be. Okay, so like short short history version, right? Industrial Revolution. Um, there was the and so a lot of people um, moved into the cities from an agrarian, you know, working background, moved in to work at factories, and um, you know, the whole like labor moved into the city to help with you know steel production, textiles, whatever. Um, but then right after that, there was with the U.S. highway system. I shouldn't say right after that. Seventy years later. 50 years later, whatever. There was white flight. A lot of people moved to the suburbs, whatever, white-collar professionals, et cetera, et cetera. The cities at the time were kind of dangerous places, um, a lot of low-income communities and whatever. Um, so with that being said, now we're seeing the opposite. We're seeing a lot of um, affluent upper-middle-class people moving back into cities and cities getting increasingly expensive where the people who lived there previously can no longer – Forward, either their property taxes, their increased rent, et cetera, et cetera. Some we've all seen in Seattle, San Francisco, New York, et cetera, right? DC, LA, like yeah, DC, yeah. name them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I feel like though there used to be like I, I don't know that it's as much the case now, still somewhat, but there used to be like very clear delineating lines in cities, and it wasn't like a spoken thing. You kind of could just tell. Like there's a certain street, like once you cross it, like all right. You're in the bad part of town. And so my question for you is, like, as those little, you know, as those lines become more blurred and those indicators disappear, what is a sign that you knew you were in the bad part of town? Oh, man. One time uh, we were in San Francisco and uh, took a turn down a street to get to the place with no, you know, uh, awareness and... uh, yeah, it was uh it was like there's a lot of, you know, homeless people, maybe drug problems or whatever on there uh, out on the streets, right? Like a gathering of them because there was actually a place that was I think it was like a some sort of office for welfare or something like that. And outside of that office as we're walking by, there's somebody just screaming about how she doesn't want to talk to that person and uh, because they're – it was like a quite a scene about somebody who looked like they needed some sort of assistance from whatever that place was. Yeah, social I, services. I wasn't trying to pay too much attention. It was like, all right, we're going to walk down this block and just keep going and pretend <laughs> we meant to be here. Um and so got, but she was like yelling about white people, keeping her down and this and that. And it was just like, oh boy, we are the only, yeah, like we, we need to get back to Market Street um, was where it was. But I don't remember exactly how it happened, but it was like, okay, cool. Like here's some people that are, you know, maybe a little bit sketchy looking, but like no worries. Like people are down on their luck. It happens like at San Francisco, they have similar problems to Seattle, right? Like was that have, the Tenderloin? Have some empathy. I don't. I don't know. Is Ellis Street actually? I don't know where the district. So I spent like a day and a half there. But uh, it was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. We're just... I got a fight with a homeless dude in in Tenderloin. Really? Oh yeah, I remember yeah. you told me about that. The Tenderloin is wild. That's yeah. like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, now dude. apparently it's like changing a ton because the Salesforce just put offices there and Twitter's offices are there and stuff. But it was like an open wound okay. in the city. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'd like have to... broke a forty and like came at us. What? Damn. Yeah, I'd have to look at the map. But it... oh, Cyrus wouldn't be having that. No, I wasn't having that. <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, it was like, oh, there's a lot of people that are down and out on their luck. Like, we're going to walk right by them. We'll just keep walking. You know, like, no worries. Let's not be judgmental. Like, what are you going to do, turn around? Like, come on, just keep going. But then on the other side of the street, you had uh, a, someone, like, losing her shit. Yeah, just, like, screaming specifically about white people. And I was just like, oh, boy, <laughs> like, we're going to keep moving. So the sign is people screaming on the street? Yes. I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like most cities, you just kind of know what the barriers are. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess it's sort of more like when you don't live in a city. Like for me, it's always the shoes on the te- telephone lines or power lines. Like a couple shoes up there just marking the spot that either it's a territorial line or that's where they sell heroin. And it's like, okay. Yeah, but the problem is I feel like now people are just doing it because it looks I agree. cool. Hipsters just do it now. Yeah, hipsters do it and it kind of ruined it. It used to be like a scary kind of warning. I mean, that was kind of yeah. the part of it. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like that was the sign for me like when I was way younger. I'd always be like, oh, damn. Okay. Man, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't, and I feel like generally people just are honest with you. <laughs> you know, like if you ask directions. Like I was in Chicago once. And like I was making friends with the door guy at this one place because we were going to, he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we we're trying to get some weed or whatever. And then like this just drunk idiot came out. Was like, so you're trying to commit a crime? No, I think they had voted it. Uh, uh, Illinois? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Illinois, uh, right? It's, it's not legal, but it's <laughs> either way. The point is this other jackass comes out of the hotel and he's trying to get. <laughs> He's like asking the guy about, can you go to South Chicago and this and that? Oh, the guy no. was just like, well, like, why are you asking me this? Yeah. yeah. One of my friends from, one of my roommates from college got robbed in South Chicago. He just pulled over to get gas and two dudes just walked up and they're like, how much money do you have? He's like, um, and he opened his wallet. They're like, yep. And I was like, okay. Yeah, like my buddy runs a deli now in, in Southeast DC and I'd go there. But like when I was in high school, I remember dropping off people like with weave down there and people would be like, yeah. Get out of here before nightfall. So it was like, Whoa. and that was just one of those things. Like, but with that said, like Southeast, you know, even when my parents grew up and it was all white, like South, certain areas of cities are just tough. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Right. Like it didn't matter whether it was white people or black people, but like, right. Like, and that was just one of those things. Like you don't F around down there. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's wild, I, man. I don't, I don't know. know. All the lines and stuff. It's, it's very interesting. Like, yeah. See, well, Seattle's interesting too, because they cr- try to cross thatch. That stuff, they have tax break properties spread throughout the city as well as low-income housing spread throughout the city rather than concentrated, like something more similar to like the Bronx. And so, yeah, you kind of – it's supposed to be a little bit more homogeneous. Is that the right word I was looking for? I don't know. Yeah, because there's not like towers anymore. Right. Like the project towers are all gone and this and that. But right, same tote, you know, like I don't know. I mean that's part of the issue some people say in South Chicago, right, was that the towers are gone now so everybody kind of spread out. Yeah, yeah. it was a big issue. Yeah, when that when those went down, I mean, it, it, it's an issue either way. I mean, I, either way, there's no social safety net really, and so that's the underlying. I will say this though: there's been a couple times, and like my brother and I got robbed in New York, like for like a hundred bucks. Uh, we were, you know, we were younger, but like, so I mean, I've been in some dangerous spots, but I have never felt as uncomfortable as I have sometimes out in the cut in a random small bar, and you're just like, oh, these people don't give two. Sh- What's the cut? Like the, out in the country. Oh, oh, out in the country. You know, like 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 I walk in. You know what I mean? Like remember that bar we stopped at in California, yeah, I mean, right? Like literally, as soon as you said it, I was like, "That's the exact bar." I like I felt of. more, and nobody really said anything to us, but I was like, I felt like we were closer to like getting yeah, it was hurt and Yeah, well, you hurt in that place than we than I ever been in a city. It was all in the body language. So I mean, for people who haven't been listening that long, so we we were heading down to Burning Man, and there was a s- small town is an understatement. Yeah. It's an overstatement, rather, of the size of the town. There's three businesses, I want to say, maybe four. And one was the quote-unquote hotel we were staying at, which was just a converted house. And, um, yeah, we went down to this little bar, and Ted and I walked in. It was like saloon doors. No, it wasn't. That just that's what I'm thinking of. It was a regular door. But we go in. It's a restaurant on one side and a bar on the other. There's four tables probably for the restaurant, two tables in the bar plus the bar itself. And we go in. As we open the door, every single head in the place turns and looks at us. Yeah, they clearly all know each other, and it's a ranch town because it's out in like the Oregon outback. <clears throat> so it might have been in Northern California at that point that we, we were in down California, to, but it was like you know, yeah, it was out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so we go into the bar, and it's all ranchers. And these are like real ranchers, spurs, spurs that they use. Like these were not spurs for show. This was a Friday night. Like they had just come from work. You know, what I mean, they had boots that looked like they used them. White cowboy hats. And, like, we stuck out so bad. Plus, we're heading to Burning Man. So, like, obviously, I don't know. Yeah, we sat at the bar, and, like, as soon as the bartenders started flirting with us, you just felt, like, all eyes on the room on us. And it was just, like, one mistake. Like, they're just waiting for a reason to to beat the hell out of you. So, anyway, 
Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, man. That's felt super uncomfortable. Yeah, so you're right. And sometimes I think maybe you make a good point. Maybe it's just body language. You just know when you you yeah, stepped into the it. wrong section of town. But I'm I'm dead serious. Like I've been in some rough cities, but I'm like those things scare me more. Yeah, I would say probably not, me too. Yeah, because I just feel like out there in the cut, man. Like they just get rid of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, no one's ever gonna know. Yeah, and for the most part, cities talk bark a lot more. But I feel like most people in the city are like <laughs> worst case is somebody's gonna punch you or something. Depends on the city, I'd say. It does, but I'm just saying. I feel like in the cut, everybody's got a gun or a gun in their car. Like, yeah. it just feels dangerous to me. Well, and also they just have such a. It, I mean, it's it's more primal in that like they just have a, a sheer numbers advantage. Where like in the city, to, I mean, some parts of town you can make the argument cops aren't going to come, whatever. But like, there is at least like the threat of authority. Where like yeah. out in the cut, they are the authority. And, yeah, you know what I mean, got, like the cop is the dude's brother, and there's only one of them, and you know, like. I don't know. They got like farmer strength too. Oh yeah. yeah like, I mean, even right, if they were country throwing strength. a punch, I'll take strong. a punch from a city slicker yeah. over one of those dudes ten out of ten times. Right. Ten I mean, that's another thing. Like yeah. physically, they are just doing harder jobs. Yeah. This and that. Like they live. And I mean, that town. Like I can imagine the weather there is a little rough. I mean, there's a sign that yeah. says like like nothing within a hundred miles of this sign, and like do not cross in the winter. Dude, it was like six hundred miles. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, their forearms are like my thighs. I'm, th- I'm thinking I might prefer a punch from a city slicker to like getting s- a slap from one of those guys. You just think about those like meaty like workers' hands, and it's like, oh god, dude, just flying at you. Dude, yeah. what really put it in perspective for me, and to bring this whole conversation back to mismatches, is when we went to Libby, Montana, little tiny timber town that no one's ever heard of, that one of my really good friends is from, and. They have this thing that Ted referenced earlier, the bull of the woods. So they roll this big log out into the middle of the rodeo grounds. The whole town is there watching. and They have boxing matches on top of the log. You try to knock the other person off to see who – so there's bull elk, which is like the biggest elk, to see who the bull of the woods is that year. There's a men's, men's division and a women's division. The mayor has won the last two years. Okay, mm-hmm. Like he's clearly – you're going to have to believe me – running shit in that town. So we decided to enter the – tug of war against four guys and pretty much the only job in town is logging so like all these dudes do all day is like climb around in the forest like moving trees branches running a giant chainsaw and like they crushed us two of them could have taken the four of us probably like they embarrassed us in front of the whole town it was beautiful (laughs) and but those are the mismatches ted's talking about because we went to the bar afterwards like they're all they're all dating montana nines yeah and like those girls didn't even look at us you know, we're too puny, too weak for their spawn. Shout out to the pastime. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, best bar I've ever been to in Libby. Uh, um, uh, what's up? I was just going to say, because it looks like we're about to wrap things up. Today, if you're listening to this early, I'm going to be on New Day Northwest on King 5, actually oh. doing an entertainment uh, segment, not the uh, not the fitness one like last time. So nice. Check that out. DVR it. Who you going on? It'll with? be up on kisw.com. I'm sure later by the time you're hearing this. Um, I don't know yet. All right, figuring it out. But I got the message today, and I'm super pumped about it. Got to figure out what the hell I'm gonna wear. <laughs> I was on last Monday. Uh huh. I went with a quarter zip. Oh, okay. Powerful. Classy. Yeah. Found it in the closet. Hadn't it been? Dry clean like two years ago, and I clearly hadn't worn it. I was like, this will work. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's episode 261. Uh, also, we keep talking about summer. This weekend, when you're listening to this, will be Memorial Day. Have a good time, man. Most people probably have Monday off. Hell yeah. Like, go do something. Level up. Play above your level. Mm-hmm. And talk to that girl in the one piece. Because she's hot, and we all know it. Yep. Sundress. <laughs> Consequences. For, for MCTP, for Calvin Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.